0: The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, I'm Rob Steele, and we're going to issue a retraction, kind of. Apparently, Star Trek Strange New Worlds did not end with Episode nine, as many people online said it did. And by many people, I mean, you know, movie news sites and TV news, and they all said, and that was the final episode until uh, the one that came out last week which was really which good what I
1: get, which was really good but that's what i get for not following my own advice because when we we're talking about important things like things that actually matter to people's lives i would say check your sources you know don't just trust some source which is probably two random people like us yeah and i didn't do that because i looked at uh, two movie news sites I was like oh, this is the final episode and it really could have been the final episode however it, we even remarked, it's like, that's a weird number of episodes to start off, to stop with. And it was so. But,
0: and I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I am not really going to blame us that much on it. I got it from CNN. <laughs> <laughs> normally <laughs> a, that's normally a. This is twice CNN has let me down now. That's Granted, funny. the first time was 25 years ago. So, yeah. you, you know what, if they're, if they're going to screw up. Putting twenty a 25-year gap on it, that's yeah, not that's that bad.
1: bad. That's
0: not too bad. I'll put up with with a 25-year gap. And they did apologize <laughs> the first time, so hey. There oh, you
1: go. Um, Probably everyone did what we did and watched the episode and thought, wow, that's a great way to finish the series. And they just assumed it was, which is really
0: strange but anyway i i, I really <laughs> i really do think a lot of people did it that way
1: but what did you think of the actual season finale and not series but season yeah. finale
0: well i thought it was very interesting because it, it, it for those of you who have not seen it uh i am going to do a spoiler in a minute but <gasps> the the plot for this one involves a time travel thing Where time was changed a little bit and we're doing an original series episode only with Christopher Pike still in charge of the Enterprise instead of Kirk. Now, the amusing thing for me about this is I had just finished watching the original series episode that they're redoing. Really? That's funny. I did not know that they were doing that for this episode. (laughs) Then I went, I just watched this. What the hell?
1: It is. It is a classic episode for for sure one of maybe what do you think one of the 10 best episodes of the original series
0: um yeah i'll put it in the top 10
1: yeah it's um, well certainly one of the top 10 most important episodes for sure right if not if not one of the top 10 best but it's a really good episode anyway back Um, to
0: i thought they did they handled it really well it was I, i i'm not particularly up to date on the klingon technology they used in this yeah,
1: that,
0: I'm not even. Uh, I I'm going to assume that was something they did in Discovery, which I'll admit right. I s- kind of stopped watching after season one. Um, but yeah, and for there, the most part, it was good. Really and here, <clears> throat> throat> here is the spoiler. It's not much of a spoiler. Um, and I can't even remember her character's name at this point because it's it's. Yeah, I'm looking up on IMDb. Rebecca Romain's character is listed on IMDb as number one.
1: Chin Gailey, I think, is her last name.
0: You know what? I don't her care. Um, Because okay. going into this series, I was thinking, you know what? The weak link in this series is Rebecca Romaine, And at the end of it, she was led away and is going to jail because she is genetically modified. Now... Here's my here's my, my my take on this. It's not her fault that she was genetically modified. That's my understanding of it, anyway. So why is she going to jail for something that someone ha- someone did something to her? That's like sending her to jail for getting raped. I don't get that. However, I almost cheered when they did this because <laughs> Rebecca Romaine is <clears throat> easily the weakest link on the show. She has. No personality at all whatsoever. She's there as eye candy. And even then, she's not really that much of an eye candy thing anymore. And she's she's wearing clothes, unlike the X-Men movies where she was mostly naked. I'm sorry, I, I cannot... She, my wife came up with a great comparison on her earlier. She said she's a lot like Kevin Costner. I said, how? She said, because... Kevin Costner never really acts. He just shows up on screen, looks kind of pretty, and speaks his lines. And she's right. That's Kevin Costner. And mm-hmm. she's also right because that's what Rebecca Romaine does. She never shows up and goes a- and becomes a character. She's always, it's Rebecca Romaine. I haven't seen Costner do anything that isn't Kevin. It's never, look, it's Robin Hood. No, it's look, it's Kevin Costner playing Robin Hood. Look, it's Kevin Costner playing a bodyguard. Look, it's Kevin Costner playing a father of a kid in Iowa that builds a baseball field on his corn. It's always Kevin Costner. It's always Rebecca Romaine. Kevin Costner is considerably better at being Kevin Costner than she is at being Rebecca Romaine.
1: I can agree to some extent. I'd agree she's the weakest link, I don't, but I don't think she's a bad part of the show. Just, I would I, like to I be considerably I think, better. <clears throat> I, and she did at, on the episode when she was talking about when she revealed that she's one of these genetically enhanced people, she did take culpability of it because you know she didn't say, Well, this is something she said, This is something I had to do to fit in, blah blah blah. So she's got culpability there, but. I don't really think they put her in for eye candy because, like, she's know. not eye candy quality. So, at this point, as, like, the actress, who, we can't remember her name, but who seven of nine was at that point. Jerry like, Ryan. Jerry Ryan, thanks. Um, but
0: she's not supposed to be. clearly I she's know not she's supposed not supposed to be. to be. I'm not saying that she specifically was. I'm trying to figure out what she's doing in this series.
1: I guess they... Huh. Liked her. I like her more than you do, put it that way. Yeah. I, I do think well, other actors much, okay. <laughs> generally are better, but I also think they haven't really given her enough to do.
0: Well, see, I'll, I'll flip that on you. There was a TV series uh, called The Librarians mm-hmm. where she was the lead in that, and they gave her plenty to do, and it was still Rebecca Romaine reading lines
1: yeah could definitely be, yeah I agree with, but as far as being the weakest link, I just don't think she's weak. i'll put, put it that way
0: but yeah okay let me let me rephrase that. I she's, do like the the character as I, don't think... I say, the character itself is not weak, it's her acting, and I'm not doing the, and you're gonna bring this up in a minute, I know, but the 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 butthurt hurt fanboys who don't like strong female characters. I love every other female oh, yeah. character in this show.
1: Oh, I know that. I know that's not, not I know that's not where this is coming from, right. Yeah, I agree. She doesn't I I think they could have given her more to work with. And I haven't seen the librarians because I've seen teasers for it and didn't appeal to me at all. But and I agree definitely she's not one of the world's greatest actresses because if she was we would have known that by now. You know, she you know, she plays her roles, like the analogy with Kevin Costner, differences. difference is Kevin Costner brings more to it. I mean, he's yeah. he's a movie star. Like, John Wayne was a movie star. Although he's not an asshole. But, <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, as far as being the weakest link, I think she's stronger, but in that cast, she is the weakest link. Yeah. Just as, as far as performance. But I think part of it is they haven't, other than the one episode, when she's talking about what she went through as being genetically modified, she really hasn't had a lot to do.
0: So, I do vaguely but, remember that bit now, but it, it was something that was not terribly memorable to me, which was irritating.
1: Which ties in, which ties in with the whole pot the, the whole the concept of uh, – she reminds me of what they had – of what Major Barrett acted like in the pilot which she was supposed to be cold and calculating, and they transferred those qualities over to Spock. I know you remember the, yeah. human listening, the three other people who were listening, other than ourselves afterwards. Hi, Ted. Spock, Spock was really <clears throat> emotional <laughs> in, that, in the pilot compared to what we normally see, whereas number one was
0: the cold, calculating personality. So For the, what, three seconds she was on screen. Right. But so, even then, Michelle Barrett was a, was considerably better at portraying that than Rebecca Romaine is doing. I, I I'm I am I'm sorry, I'm just not a fan. Yeah.
1: Well, I like her better than you like her. But yeah. there's a lot going on
0: in that episode. We haven't even talked about the Kirks. No. Oh. I was gonna leave that as a spoiler, but okay. Kirk. Well I Fred I liked Kirk. The, I do not know the yeah. name of the new guy, but I like him. I like
1: I like the way it was done. I like the fact that we don't we're not getting an impersonation of the previous actor. Uh so that's fun. But that
0: it's... can only be a good thing. <laughs> <clears throat> so
1: as a season finale it was very cool to go back and basically refilm one of the previous one of the original series episodes which is exactly what they did just with the concept that pike was still in charge so and interesting <laughs> to see how that all plays out and how pike maybe now has an answer to his his uh
0: predictive his, dilemma his,
1: yeah but for the dilemma of how to handle the fact that he knows his future and it's not right. a really good future and if that's a spoiler i can't help you
0: because that, yeah that, that, that goes back to the original series which you should know by now yeah, I mean, oh. how many decades is that? So you know,
1: we're we're coming up on 60 years, so I can believe. So yeah, that's not a spoiler, but interesting how they how they brought that about, and also that plays off of, uh, of the Wrath of Khan to to an extent too. So
0: by the really way, I wasn't... forgot to look it up. Did you did you catch who played Scotty's arm?
1: <laughs> I do not know who played Scotty's arm. Hopefully, it was some. Hopefully, it was someone with uh, a link to Mister Dewin That would be nice. But uh, uh, I wonder if it's Simon Pegg. That would be really cool. Um,
0: I did notice that uh, they they announced that Bruce Horak, the guy who played Hammer, the right. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to tell you what happened to him. That that actually is a bigger spoiler, I think. Anyway, he's coming back for season two as a different character. Yeah, it's not, which is cool. Uh, I like cool. to see him come back as Scotty just to see what happens. That's be interesting. wonder if he can pull that off.
1: Oh. Just the act. That's all he has to do. He doesn't have to be the same actor doing Scotty. Because, you know, they, they didn't do that with other roles that they repeated clearly. But still pretty, pretty interesting. I do want to say, and I can't think of the actor's name now, who's playing Spock in this iteration.
0: Ethan Peck. Ethan <clears throat> Yeah, I'm looking at a cast list. It just doesn't have Rebecca Romaine's character name on it. He does such a good job. He is. Uh,
1: he doesn't look this much like as the new guy in the films, but he sounds... I mean, he's doing a dead letter impersonation I'm, as far as the sound and the speech patterns, which, not that that's necessarily... Important, but I really appreciate it. I think he's overall, he's just doing a terrific job. I mean, the whole cast has been great other than Rebecca, I mean, Rebecca. but yeah. yeah, I really, really like what it. they've done with
0: the show. Oh, uh, let's see. What other Trek news do we have? September 6th. Put this on your calendar. It ought to be interesting. Star Trek, the motion picture is finally being released, re- released, released on a 4k disc with a ton of extras, and you can either get it as a standalone or, brace yourself Trek fans, all six original series movies uh, are going to be released in 4K. This will be the first time for episodes five, or episodes? Movies five and six as well. And the motion picture will also come with the longer TV version, also in 4K, But this will be the first time that it'll be in a widescreen format. So that ought to be interesting and probably expensive. I would
1: think so. Now, here's the thing. We don't need a longer version of Star Trek, the motion picture, because if anything, that's one of the few films I can think of which would have benefited from being shorter. Uh, (laughs) They could also cut Star Trek 3 and Star Trek 5 out and no one would really cry much. Uh, yeah, Star Trek 3 is important because they bring Spock back, but it's like, you really you need to figure out how they it. do it. It's just just show up and give Scotty's the Airbnb whales. Oh, Spock's back. I don't know how. It's, it's space magic. Just it.
0: We found him in the transporter buffer.
1: Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's not that Star Trek 3 is bad, but, and I love the character Spock. But it still bothers me that, oh, it's like we have one of the great cinematic deaths ever. And then we completely threw it in the garbage bin. Like don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You really just ruined the ending of Star Trek 2. It's like, it's all about sacrifice. Not really. We cheated. It was like, come on. Star Trek
0: 5. Star Trek 5, I think, was a good concept. They just didn't really follow through with it very well. Star Trek Five is so bad. I think George Lucas directed it. He didn't.
1: Crap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, <laughs> it was the chat who did it. So who knew? Maybe that's what happened. Maybe because his directions were just No one knew really what to do. So anyway,
0: cut. That news. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty pretty good news. Um, and I do like the first film, but it's 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 really odd for the first film in a series to be one of the weaker entries, and it really is.
0: I know, I I think it's I, I think you're right, there are some scenes that really do need to be cut. Like the yeah. five minute flyby of the Enterprise. <laughs> We're gonna see the ship again in the film. I think yeah. we'll, we, we already have a general idea of what it looks like. We don't need to look at every nut and bolt on the outside of the ship.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it's a good movie, but it's not a great movie. I mean, two is a great movie. Four is a really good movie. Six is a really good movie. So the original comes in fourth. That's, that's not great. But still, yeah. definitely worth watching. And pretty cool that it's out of 4K, so.
0: Let's see. Uh, you wanted to mention something about Miss Marvel. I'm going to mention something about She-Hulk real quick. First, there is a rumor and I'm kind of hoping it's a rumor. And part of me is kind of going, you know what? It still might work. Cause it's, it's had time to grow on me. I found this out. I guess it was this past Monday that She-Hulk is supposed to have Jason Siegel in it. And I thought, where the hell is he going to go? He might be, might be playing Ben Grimm. Which would possibly lead into part of the Fantastic Four movie, because She-Hulk had some ties to the Fantastic Four, seeing as she was a member.
1: Yeah, exactly. Although, gotta be frank, I'm not excited at all about having Jason Siegel attached to anything in Marvel.
0: Like, what? Unless, unless it's one of the goofy, you know, the, the the goofy villain characters that you can kill off fairly quickly. Although I can't think, the Impossible Man. He can, he can be
1: I'm fine if he's in it, but not as Ben Grimm. It's like oh my God, please no. <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, that, I don't like know. I can like checklist the only good thing about any of the three Fantastic Four movies they've ever done. is like mm, you need something with have have a little bit of heft, a little bit of and not, not making alliterations to his. Size, or the fact that the thing is really big, either. Just,
0: you know, the thing isn't even that big. He's, right. uh, <clears throat> according to the Marvel Universe Encyclopedia, six foot three. Yeah, but he's chunky. He's very chunky. He's very chunky, but that you know you can do chunky in makeup.
1: Well, <clears throat> the CGI, but yeah. God, don't put him in a rubber suit. Uh, Roger <laughs> Corman coming back to do the Fantastic Four. Um, yeah. but. I'm really looking forward to She-Hulk. I, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But speaking of Ms. Marvel, yes. for some reason, a lot of little butthurt fanboys, <laughs> the same ones who complained about having a female Captain Marvel and, and constantly putting out clickbait articles, <gasps> Rie Larson's been replaced. It's like, no, she hasn't. She's not going to be. It's like, I understand that you have poor relations with women. I understand that you're afraid of them. I understand that you hate your mommy, but you know what? Stop reading your mommy just because you feel inadequate. It's so ridiculous. It's so obviously, ridiculously stupid. And that's what's happening with Ms. Marvel because it's got the double whammies. It's it's a female here. Oh, and oh, my God, she's brown. How horrible.
0: And she's Muslim, so it's a triple whammy. Ooh. Actually, you know what? since it's a Disney thing, let's throw in a little bit of uh, a, <laughs> there's a sexual misconduct charge brought against someone who's doing a Disney show. Uh, actor Hugo Speer, who is primarily known from a film called the full Monty. You remember that film? Yeah. I do think. Um, anyway, apparently he was removed from a Disney plus reboot of a, uh, they're turning a movie into a series. But he was fired for sexual misconduct. Oh, and you know the name of the series on Disney Plus? It's called The Full Monty. What the hell is Disney Plus redoing a... <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, they're just rolling with a whole darker concept. Um, wait, wait, I don't know that it's a darker fine. concept. It's about guys stripping. And well, more, more adult. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
1: but you know, they're 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 going to be they're going to be slapping their name on the uh, <clears throat> Deadpool movie eventually. So I guess
0: very. Rare. I don't have
1: a problem with it. It's just funny that this, that it's going to be. It, a it, it
0: just movie. sounds like the a really weird place to. I would expect it to be on Hulu. Exactly.
1: You would think they would put that on Hulu because after all, you guys own that. So why not it it seems like that's the perfect setup for something like that and plus it's going to help hulu disney plus doesn't seem to need the help and i don't think it does either but it just fits so much better i mean you do have all the fx properties and fxx and all that on hulu and it's like that seems like such a natural fit but who knows what they're doing i just work here yeah miss marvel currently has a 98% score in Rotten Tomatoes. 98% of the critics at least recommend it. But it's in the 60s or something with audiences because all the little butthurt fanboys aren't fans of this and they're crying. So please ignore. Anytime, basically, it's what it boils down to now. If you're looking at any kind of a series or film that's led by a female, ignore audience
0: ratings. sad, but that's the secret yeah but you know what let's let's uh let's stick with a disney thing kind of because uh we've really only got one one big movie to review this week because it's one we've been looking forward to and now i'm kind of wondering what we were looking forward to because i'm not sure this was what i was looking forward to
1: two movies to review
0: but (laughs) Oh, oh, that's we right. Both. I forgot you did the other one. We'll do, the, so we'll we do this.
1: One. We both watched this one.
0: Though fo fo indeed. Tho-Fo, to me, uh, the best description, if I'm just going to do it in one word, is cringy. I, I spent so much time in this movie going, oh, I see where you're going. Don't go there. Don't go. Oh, you, you went there. And you know, wince. And I th- okay, good bits. Christian Bale, I enjoyed it when he was actually on screen. Uh, he makes a good bad guy. Jane Jane did a good job. Russell Crowe, for Christ's sake, what were you thinking doing that with that role? I'm not going to tell you who he is. Todd might, but I agree. I've I just. For research purposes, I did go back and read a lot of the old Thor books, and they weren't comedies. Thor, that was one of the reasons I didn't collect Thor as a kid because it was too serious a book. Yeah. And all of the mo- all of the movies, all of the Thor movies, have been almost you know borderline comedies. Have they? Eh, except for two,
1: which and no one, one likes.
0: One had films have been Jane ran him over with a car twice.
1: Yeah, but that's Marvel. Marvel has comic bits. Thor is not a comedy.
0: It, that's my point. Is that?
1: And then that's that's my point. They're not all comedies. Taika Waititi's films
0: are comedies. Not right. all the Thor films are comedies. Well, and yeah. one, one and two I rec- thought considerably better than three and four. And a, I'm going to get crap for that. I, I, cause I didn't think it needed to be take that big of a comic turn. That's me. Though.
1: Three. Three. Yeah. I like better than the first one. Actually, like three better than the first one. Uh, and it's close, but I like better than the first one. Everybody on the planet agrees. Well, maybe somebody thinks Thor Dark World is great, but.
0: I'm not sure. Well, it, it wasn't yeah. as bad as everyone says it was, but at the same time, but, it wasn't that that great.
1: Right, it's just that it doesn't hold up to the rest of Marvel. It's the thing. Now, Love and Thunder, I like a lot more than you like it, but it's the same issue, and it's I think it's better than Dark World, but it doesn't hold up to the best of Marvel for sure. And the problem is, Thor Ragnarok totally worked as like a buddy road comedy. I mean, despite the fact of that you're dealing with. The destruction of Asgard and all the rest of it, it still worked. And, I mean, Ragnarok, into the world, hello. But they needed to, to shift the tone in this film more than they did. The tone is just too uneven to me. There's too much comedy. <clears throat> the whole bit with the part that Russell Crowe is playing, absolutely, I agree with you. That should not have been played out as it was. That should have – I mean, it, it turned – serious but it should have started that way i mean they could have had little inflections of the comic aspect but it didn't need to be done as much as it was i think that it, was it, it a got serious, the, especially considering where they went with the mid credit scene
0: yeah and they it's not that it's comedy it's that it turned stupid jim carrey comedy yeah. with the look at me in my lightning bolt and i kind of went uh, I, I I can do that better, and no, don't do that. Um, I, the subplot with
1: kids, as in what they wound up doing with the kids, then didn't care for that. And it's not that it's, I just think it was a mistake. I think they could have had a mistake. better I get the problem why it's in that situation.
0: Hey, Todd, I am like seriously losing you, dude. Cool. It, 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 it would seem now? as though you wandered away from the microphone for a little while.
1: Can you hear me now?
0: I can hear you better now, yes.
1: Okay, good. <clears throat> anyway, so the whole subplot with the kids. I, yes. I, I do. I see how that works as a plot device. What happened to the kids initially? I don't like the payoff of what they did with the kids toward the end. And it's not that it's a big problem, but it's kind of like there were lots of times in the course of the MCU when if Thor had had that ability, would have been a really good time to have broke that one out earlier. And exactly. if you're going to if you're going to say that well this is something new that he learned he could do, well then establish that in the framework of this film that he's been working at this, or show it at the beginning of the film. Would have been because they had the opportunity. They had a big battle with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was battling with he was battling with them as a teammate. It made it sound like he was fighting. <clears throat> that would have been a great time to show that and then pay it off later. But don't just break this out because it doesn't make any sense in the context of, of what's gone before in the entire Thor universe. It was to me it was just kind of a cheap plot device, which surprised me because I really liked everything Cyclotities done. Up until this point. I like Again, I like this movie not as much as it could have. I agree, Christian Bale is great. I really like the whole character arc with Jane Foster. That was done, to me, that was done perfectly. Yeah, She was great. Could have had more Valkyrie, but I mean, she's not the story. So I get that. I'm glad she was in it. She's, Tessa Thompson's really good in every scene she has.
0: Chris I'm Helms really version. annoyed with what they did with Sif.
1: Yeah, that was kind of a – and again, like you said, there's interjections of comedy. There's times to put in comedy, and Marvel has been really, really good at this overall. And they missed the mark a lot in this film, which is really, really weird because it was so well done in Ragnarok, and it just seemed to consistently miss. Now, allegedly, the first cut was four hours. The first cuts of movies are almost always – you know, unless it's Alfred Hitchcock or somebody when the first cut is, that's it. Because he shoots what he wants to see. Allegedly, the first cut is four hours. So maybe there were scenes (coughs) that paid off later in the film, so it would have, not that it would make more sense, but it would make more sense in context. But there's no way to put what happened to Sif, I will have to watch the movie to find out, to make that pay off. And the scene when they first She's first found has there's, there's too much comedy to it. It doesn't make any sense in that context.
0: It, it's Monty Python ish.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't fit. I mean, there are lots of times to bring for comedy. A lot of times in this film where it's funny, it totally fits, totally hard. Too many points were overall. I still like it. But to me, the, the title of this film is Thor, not Ragnarok. Because it's no. not. So if you're going and expecting it to be as fun as Ragnarok, it's it's not. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'll watch it again when it shows up on Disney+, Plus, but I'm not going to go back to the movie theaters to watch it again. Whereas for right. Ragnarok, I'd, <laughs> I'd go to the movies to see that at the movie theater right now. Uh, <coughs> no. I will say I'm actually uh, – Probably not really worth it. There's nothing that really pays off that well as far as the 3D aspect of it.
0: Well, I can't see so anything.
1: Don't waste the extra money for that. Although quick plug for AMC plus that's part of the package. It's free, so three movies a week. No, we're not sponsored, we should be, but free movies are even if you go to a nine X three D movie, it's still just one of your movie. Passes. But yeah, I like Thor Ragnarok. But, yeah, it, to me, it's in the bottom half of the MCU.
0: Oh, it I'll go back totally to that. totally surprised me. Normally, you're the one who does this stuff, but I found it this week, so there. I did a lot of pre-pro work on this. Hi, Ted. Rotten Tomatoes has put this as the fir- fourth worst Marvel, or in the wor- worst fourth Worst four Marvel movies. Damn it, I'll get this out eventually. All the pre-pro work I did, and watch me screw it up. Okay, so... (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes has the Eternals at 47%, which is the worst, followed by Thor 2, The Incredible Hulk, which I think is considerably better, but even that got a 67. It is just barely above Incredible Hulk. Uh, Metacritic (laughs) has Eternals, Dark World, um... And then the original Thor and Iron Man 2 at 57, but then Love and Thunder or I'm sorry, at 5.7 and then Love and Thunder. Oh look, it's tied. And, and I,
1: I I agree with both of those assessments. I mean I but see, of course the thing is, if this was a DC universe movie, it'd be like, oh, this is great compared to the shit we've been watching. Well, that's sorry true. for saying oh. that word, but it fits. But yeah, MCU has a higher standard. That's all there is to it. It's not as bad as the Eternals. The Eternals isn't bad. It's just, it just should have been two movies. It, it was. Or it was too much Plus stuff.
0: Series. Yeah, too much stuff crammed in. Uh, and actually, Eternals is one of two Marvel films to have on, on, only a B rating on CinemaScore. Uh, the other one being Love and Thunder. Everything else has at least an A minus or higher.
1: Not surprising. It's it is part the MCU, but if you're a Marvel fan, you should to me, yes, you should still go see it, and not like a completest thing, but because the parts of it that are good are really good. The parts that are good to me far outweigh the parts that are I wouldn't even know, you know if I want to say bad, but mediocre. Now, hopefully, we get in the future we'll get a different cut. Can't say it's a director's cut because.
0: Taika Waititi said he's not doing one.
1: Yeah, it kind of seems that we've already had that because we're seeing it. Um, yeah, I don't really know that there's a way without drastically changing key parts of film to really improve the movie. I mean, I think this is, this is just what we wound up with. Uh, you heard the criticisms of it. And to me, I'm pretty sure those are the same criticisms you would hear from anyone who's uh, not completely gone away with this movie, but it's worth watching to me. I have a feeling Rob would not say it's worth watching because, mm-hmm. again, pre-pro, what was your text to me? Fo faux, no, go. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's you your recommendation. It,
0: I know I'm not going to be able to make you, go- make you not watch a film. And I'm not necessarily going to say don't watch it. It does have a few moments that are good. But if you're going in expecting it to be as good as Ragnarok, it's not. No. You're you're going to come out and you're going to go, oh, I'm disappointed. So I'm not going to tell you it's as good as Ragnarok because it isn't. It is not. I don't
1: think
0: anybody can say that.
1: Um, It's all about expectations. We've talked about this a lot. Like I, I saw two films yesterday. One I had had a medium expectations, liked it better than I thought would. I'm going to talk about a little bit. Big expectations for this film didn't pay off. If you go in expecting that it'll be, eh, it'll be okay, you're going to enjoy the film because it's better to me. It's better than okay. The parts that are really good are really
0: good. Hey Todd,
1: yes, again. are you like
0: wandering away from your microphone or something? Because your audio no? is like not doing
1: I'm well a, my microphone is in my ear so
0: yeah see that's kind of what i thought yeah. i was like how the hell are you wandering away it's in your ear <laughs> anyway
1: <sighs> expectations manage expectations if you have low expectations but you think eh, i'll try it anyway you'll probably like it more than you expected but if you have high expectations prepare for disappointment that's all i can tell you yeah that's but if you
0: anyway Yes.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for you to pay. Off. But if you have medium expectations for another sequel, which is really hot this summer, actually really hot, as in over a billion dollars, which is still mind boggling I have no idea. Right. It's like, why on earth is this movie making so much money? Um and not a problem. <sighs> it's just it's just odd what, what hits people's interest. But talking about Top Gun Maverick, which a mutual friend of ours had said, wow, this is a really good movie. I was surprised. Highly. Uh, and not highly, because that would be weird. Haile Selassie. Would have been good to have had Haile Selassie as a friend of the show. Would have been a long time ago, though. Hmm. So I went in with, eh, okay, <laughs> hopefully it'll be fun. I like to, I like Top Gun, but Top Gun is strictly just a popcorn flick, right? Like, oh, let's watch some dog fights. It's really cool. Oh, it's Tom Cruise. What fun. <clears throat> so seven thousand years later, he decides to make a sequel to this popcorn <laughs> flick. Yeah. And it turns out to be a really good film. This there's a lot of emotional depth to this movie that I did not inti- well, other than that I was tipped off to it. That I but you're not gonna, you don't expect that's going to come in Top Gun, whatever, right? <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of emotional depth. There's a lot of actual acting. There's a lot of heavy dramatic moments in this. It. Uh, it, it doesn't take. It doesn't make the aerial sequences take a back seat to it. But it's just as strong as all the aerial sequences, which is totally unexpected for me. Yeah, the dogfights are great. Of course, all the action scenes are terrific. But there's so many interesting things about how this is all about the relationship of Maverick to Goose, Goose's son. And if you don't know that Goose's son is in this, I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast because you're not interested in movies. I mean, that's been pushed out so much, so that's hardly a spoiler. <clears throat> but the cast is really good. Miles Teller does a terrific job playing Goose's kid, uh, who goes by the call sign of Rooster. John Hamm uh, is in it. John Sherman is great. Is a spoiler about, yeah, it's not a spoiler about the other person that's in this film. Val Kilmer is in this film. And it's not just a photo of Val Kilmer, it's Val Kilmer. He has... Uh, Really powerful scene. Uh, It's just a really, really good film. Has really good payoff as far as the plot. Um, Some ways are kind of maybe predictable, but not in the way that you thought they would be. There were a couple things that's like, yeah, you see this coming from the first 20 minutes of the film. Yes, it does happen later, but it's okay because it's the payoff that should have happened. It makes sense. There are some light moments, which is which. It helps to have in a movie like this, but unlike in the other movie we we're talking about, there are not too many of them, and they perfectly fit in the context of the film. Jennifer Connolly's in this, too. She does a terrific job. Yes, she's Jennifer Connelly. She's a great actress. But surprisingly, this is not the film of the two that I was going to see yesterday that I expected As to say, oh, this is a great movie. You should totally go see this. I thought it would be the other one. Top Gun Maverick Absolutely, really excellent movie. Tom Cruise does a great job. I mean, he does a great job. He's not just being Tom Cruise. A Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, whatever. So, and and there's a nice little bit, hardly a spoiler, when you see see Tom Cruise at several points. Uh, actually, you see him for you first him. He's working on a P51 Mustangs. I don't know that that is his personal P fifty one Mustang, but I assume it is because he owns one. Why the heck he would not be working on his own plane when he has one in the film, and then flying in that plane later in the film, would make no sense. So it's kind of a cool thing. Oh, look, Tom's got to flying around in his P fifty one, which is just kind of a cool little thing. So, just a, a surprisingly, surprisingly good movie. So if you're the kind of person who thinks, I'm not going to go see Top Gun, that's just stupid boys for toys kind of stuff. It isn't. There's a lot more to this movie than that. So I was really surprised by that, happily surprised by that. Yeah, I never expected that. I would say, hey, you got a chance to go see Thor or Tom Cruise? Yeah, you want to go see Pete Mitchell? You want to go see Maverick in Top Gun? Really, really good movie.
0: Just out of curiosity, does Kelly McGillis show up? She does not. Okay.
1: There is no Kelly McGillis, but uh, we do see clips of actors with no, uh, this film. It's just. It, it, it plays out is so true the relationship between Maverick and Rooster, who is Goose's kid, which makes sense. We'd go by Rooster, right? But. It's just really well done the way the whole thing plays
0: out. I'd think yeah. Gosling myself, but okay.
1: I <laughs> don't think anybody would go, want to go by the call of uh, Gosling, although.
0: Yeah. Ryan. Yeah, but. That's who they should have gotten to play it. Wouldn't that have been awesome? Would have been awesome. But Miles Ryan Sutter Gosling was, play Gosling, Goose's Kid?
1: That would have been. And actually, of course, he would have.
0: Tom Cruise is listening to this now, going, Oh damn it, we should have done that.
1: (laughs) Well, supposedly, according to Miles Teller, they are talking about Top Gun 3 already. Which it may it's made a billion dollars already. Of course they're talking about a sequel. So that'll come out in what
0: 2062.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And at that point, Miles Teller can play Tom Cruise's character version, except it'll be him, then he'll be the older guy. And then Ryan Gosling's kid will put me on anyway. But of course they're going to make a sequel because they have to from a financial standpoint. Uh, And it's not that this movie demands a sequel. It's self-contained, but very easily could have a sequel to this film for sure. And hopefully it will focus on Miles Teller's character. And Tom Cruise can be like a part. That would make sense. Um, Oh, yeah, Cruz is great. Cruz is great in this movie. He's actually acting, which he is fully capable of at times. Sometimes he doesn't have to because it's not required, but he's really good in this. Uh, yeah, for me, Teller is just like, I, I love Whiplash, so I know the guy can act, but he's really, really good at this movie. And yes, the aerial scenes are totally awesome. Oh, one thing I did want to mention. Very interesting, and this is, might be one of the reasons why it's doing so well overseas. They never mention who the enemy is. Which is a good idea. A very smart idea. They talk a lot about the objective and where they have to go and it's, it's very specific terrain. So there's certain places where it could, like, it couldn't be in the Netherlands. Probably wouldn't be, but there's lots of mountain ranges. It's not in the Netherlands. We know that much. So you guys are safe. <laughs> not going to go blow up the Dutch people. <clears throat> but
0: and Sandy Toxic heaves he a sigh of relief.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they, even the, even the uh, enemy aircraft, they're only referred to as fifth-generation fighters. That's all they ever say. <laughs> so I'm sure specific uh, aviation fans will look at that and say, Pfft. I know what that is. That's a blah, 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 blah. But very smart move on their part. Because you don't have to, like, pick out the enemy. That's, again... This is not a jingoistic rah rah America First kind of thing at all, surprisingly. Which again, another good recommendation about it. That's not what this is about at all.
0: Which top gun was. So (laughs) sorry. I'm not thinking it's the K thirty seven blah blah (laughs) blah. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty
1: much.
0: Uh, So see we, we do end on a good note. Which is a good thing, because we had crap at the beginning of it, and that's not our fault. I, I blame Rebecca Romaine Anyway. <laughs> Poor Rebecca. So, come, on, yeah. come
1: to her house and, take your ass and make Seriously, you
0: like if you haven't watched Strange New Worlds, watch Strange New Worlds. If you haven't watched tho Fou, you're on your own with that, but we warned you. <laughs> and apparently Top Gun Maverick is excellent, so... There's something to do. Um, but if you do go out, COVID's still going. Wear a mask. Yep. Otherwise, just seriously, stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power on the warp engine. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed! Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but... Uh, Eh, it's a living, and like that, he's gone.
1: Darn, that's the end.